When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. But one of the parts of that duo is off. Larry's on vacation, so it's me, Gordon Damer, flying solo. For the whatever you want to call the show, call the show. How's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling on this, um, what would you call it, July 4th extended weekend? It's a little weird. A Tuesday for July 4th is just, Friday is good. A Monday is good. A Tuesday just throws everything all off because now everybody's going to be off all week. But we got lots to do here, lots lined up over the next three hours. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can find me uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, on TikTok, at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, right here on your radio until 10 o'clock tonight. So we'll be keeping our eye on the Yankees. As Domingo Herman back on the mound, Yankees opening up a series uh, against the Orioles. Surprisingly, their offense not as good against the Cardinals this weekend as it was against the A's. I know, it's so strange. Such a weird thing. We'll touch on some uh, football in the 9 o'clock hour. We got 66 days until the NFL season opens up, which sounds like a lot. 66 days. It's July 4th, people. You know from this point forward, the summer flies by. You blink, and it's going to be Labor Day. So the football is never far away, so we'll touch on some football topics in the 9 o'clock hour. But let's start with, of course, your New York Knicks. We got the news Saturday from Woj that uh, the much-talked-about deal for Obi Toppin was uh, pretty much a done deal. Obi on the move, going to the Indiana Pacers. And the Knicks getting back what? Two second-round picks. Two second-round picks for the former eighth pick in the draft just uh, three years ago. And then that move, quickly followed by the news that the Knicks have uh, landed their man in Dante DiVincenzo for four years and, and $50 million. And now that, that deal came down just as the Saturday show was starting this weekend. So my immediate takeaways then, I feel like are still pertinent now, one – no matter how this moves forward, no matter how this, the, the deal works out with Toppin now as a member of the Indiana Pacers, if he's good, if he's bad, whatever, the one thing that you can say definitively at this moment in time that the Knicks pick of Obi Toppin was a complete failure, a complete swing and a miss. Even if Obi is, is the same player he is, even if he's, if he's limited with, his, with, with the... Um, the limitations in his game, if he's out of the league in a couple of years, getting two second-round picks for a guy who three years ago was the eighth pick in the draft, that's a sign you messed up. That's a sign that you messed up the pick at the time, and it didn't make sense at the time. It seemed like a strange pick. It seemed like every Knicks fan I knew thought that Tyrese Halliburton should have been the Knicks pick, a point guard. They needed a point guard. They decide to go with Obi Toppin. And one of the reasons why it seemed like they did was because Toppin was a more, he was a little older. He was more of a finished product. But it just shows you, even though the names change in terms of who's making the picks, the Knicks draft history 
still continues to be um, very hit or miss and a lot more misses than hits. So that's the first thing. No matter how OB turns out to be a player, because there's some, Nick fans included among them, that feel like now that this guy has finally got his opportunity, he's going to go to Indiana and shine as a player. Or if you think that his limitations as a player, defense, post-game, physical nature, uh, that's going to hold him back. No matter how you look at what happens from this point forward, that pick at the time did not make sense. And now you can say definitively, because the guy's not on the team anymore, it was a mistake. The second takeaway is that two second-round picks is the thing that jumps out at everybody. That's what he was worth. Unfortunately, even for the the highlights that you've seen of Obi Toppin, it's not. I'm pretty confident that the Nick front office, led by Leon Rose, did not just take the first deal that they they got, the first offer that was made of two second round picks. They tried to get something for him at the draft. I'm sure they were trying to do something even well before the draft. They knew that Obi Toppin was not in the Knicks' long term plans, so they were shopping him for a while. I'm sure they've called plenty of teams looking to get something back of value. And unfortunately, when you're a guy who plays 15 minutes and puts up seven minutes, uh, seven points a game, two second round picks is all you're going to be able to get back. Now, you could definitely make the argument the Knicks would have been better served just holding on to him because his value, if it's that low, it really cannot go any. I mean, what's lower than two second round picks? One second round pick? So you would have been better served just holding on to him to a time where either he's more valuable to you or he's more valuable to someone else. But unfortunately, at this moment in time, three years into Obi Toppin's career, when you look at what he's been able to do on the court when he's gotten the chance to do so, apparently that only gets you two second-round picks. That's all that you can get back for that. So, Nick fans, if you want to have your say, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, one 800 919 Seven, six. And then the other thing that I thought of, and it's, it's something that has been broached on other shows, but we talked about it on Saturday as well. What this is a sign of is that this pick would not work with this coach. And what that tells you is if you have a player who has spectacular individual talents but is limited in certain areas, you need a great coach to be able to maximize the value and hide the weaknesses as much as possible. And what you'd have to say is the fact that, that Tom Thibodeau was not able to do that really with Obi Toppin is a sign that Tibbs is not a great coach. A great coach can win in a variety of ways. The old line about you, you take the talent and you form the system to maximize the talent. That is, that is not Tibbs. He has one way of doing things, and unfortunately, it's the only way he can do them. He, he does a solid job of doing what he does. He has certainly come here and been successful to a degree, and he has a resume of success to a certain degree, but he does a solid job of doing what he does. He is not going to go off script. He is not good at ad-libbing. Tom Thibodeau is not somebody who is going to adapt on the fly which only makes the pick at the time more baffling because it's not like Obi's flaws should have really been that much of a surprise. It's not like you drafted him and then you found out, hey, wait a second, this guy can only do certain things. He's good running the floor. He's good on dunks. He's got great athleticism. But the three-point shot needs work. The defense needs work. All those things should have been known at the time. 
It's not like Tom Thibodeau would have been sitting back and say, no, no, take this guy. I have a plan for him. And it, and for all the talk about well, the, the Knicks took him because they didn't think that Julius Randle would have turned out to be the player that he did. The player that Julius Randle turned out to be for the Knicks, that's far more in line with who Julius Randle was even before Tom Thibodeau got here, really, than thinking and, and, and figuring in a way that Obi Toppin would have worked with Tom Thibodeau being his head coach. That, that, those two just, don't, I don't think, ever were, given his flaws, especially on the defensive side, I don't think that was ever going to work. So it really shouldn't have been that much of a surprise, and it felt like you were waiting for him to finally get a run, and he did get little runs here and there where, where Randall was out and he got to play starters minutes, and he did produce, but it was clear over time that that breakout was just never going to come, and so you have the trade, and, and all you get back is two second-round picks. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So Nick fans, uh, they were very fired up on Saturday when the trade has been was made. Now you have the added piece of Dante DiVincenzo, so coming up, we'll get into if you are a Nick fan and you are not a fan of Tom Thibodeau for whatever reason, I think I have come up with why you should like this move if you are not a fan of Tibbs. Plus, we'll get into Alan Hahn was on the K show today, gave a very definitive answer to one question. So we'll touch on that if you didn't get a chance to hear it as well. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. It's Gordon Damer in for Dan on the Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For as long as I have watched the Knicks, Knicks fans have always had guys who are on their team that they think are way better than they are. Way better than they are. 
and then they end up going someplace else, and you never hear from them again. So I don't know that that's going to be the case with Obi. Maybe there is a chance for him to um, uh, develop and, and, and now get the opportunity of, of consistent playing time, more than 12, 13 minutes a game that he's now going to break out. But it would not shock me if, if the flaws of Obi Toppin's game show up in Indiana or wherever he goes from that point on either. So um, I get it, though. You would have to say that a part of this move was because the coach was not able to get it out of him. But I don't know that it's necessarily all one way. I don't know that it's all on the coaches for the flaws uh, of Obi Toppin. What I think you can say is the flaw, the real flaw that should have been easily avoided was taking Toppin with the eighth pick in the draft when it just doesn't seem like that's the kind of fit for a, a coach that you brought in. That doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. So the OB pick will always be a mistake. And the only question is, is the mistake simply just picking him or is the mistake compounded by letting him go for, for two second round picks? So, you know, look, there's a good portion and that's a, that's a good example there of it, it feels like there's a good portion of the Knicks fan base, despite the success that they've had here the last three years, that are not fans of Tom Thibodeau. They, they just do, they, 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 the negatives of Tom Thibodeau's coaching style just rub them the wrong way. And I can, I can kind of understand that because there, there are aspects to him that frustrate me as well, you know. But I think what's good about this move is not just the OB trade, but the signing of Dante DiVincenzo is the pressure is now on Tibbs. This was the offseason plan. This was their plan with this coach. Obi was going to be expendable because with this coach, he was never going to get more of a serious run. This coach was not willing to go small with Randall at center and playing Obi alongside Julius. Um, the, the coach only wants to have a nine-man rotation, so if you're bringing in uh, DiVincenzo, that you're adding a guy to the rotation. That means somebody's got to come out, and, and the guy that's coming out is Obi. So this was their plan from the jump. They got their guy. Sometimes in free agency, you don't get your guy. Knicks uh, fans should know. Plans sometimes go sideways. That is not the case here. This was their plan. So to me, this puts major pressure on the coach. This cannot be a major step back. Now, I don't know that the moves that they've made are moves that make you say, oh, wow, they, they, they're going to uh, – the improvement now is going to be this or that or it's going to be four games or it's going to be not just the second round or that type of stuff. Um, but you would have to say that this was their plan. They didn't, they didn't want to go all in this offseason, and that was one of the questions that I had when the season ended. Does this put more pressure on them to, to go all in, or does this now, because they've had success, they've established some sort of, of production here – they can take their time and wait for the right move. They basically decided to wait and push it off to another day. They're waiting for the right move to come along. And they don't feel like that move has presented itself as of yet, so they bring back Josh Hart, they make the move for DiVincenzo, they move Obi out of here, and they get the couple of second-round picks back, but this is essentially the same team, and they're going to hope that by being together for a full year, having Josh Hart for a full season, bringing in DiVincenzo, that and another year together to kind of gel, that's where the improvement's going to be. It's not going to be an improvement uh, based on uh, a whole lot of moves and a whole lot of influx of talent, that's for sure. 
Now, uh, earlier today on the K Show, uh, the guys had Alan Hahn, who, of course, has his own show, along with Bart, Bart and Hahn, noon to three here on 98.7 FM. And you see the moves that the Knicks have made so far. So you're thinking to yourself, well, what's the next move, right? You, it's NBA free agency. All these big players, Dame Lillard's going here, James Harden's going there. What's next for the Knicks? And that's the question that Michael posed to Alan Hahn. And this was Alan's answer. There is nothing next because they, when you go to a certain point, they put a hard cap on you. And so without getting into all the minutia of the CBA, they have a hard cap on them now. So they can't really sign anybody else. They do have Evan Fournier they can move uh, because they know he doesn't fit here. And maybe they could do, they could find a team that's got maybe another big that they can move. All right. So there you go. So if you're, if you're thinking that Paul George is in the offing, and look, I'm sure Alan would, would say that if something all of a sudden comes up, the Knicks will evaluate it then, and, and maybe there's ways that they can move things around and, and, and they do have some flexibility. But in terms of what the plan is, as of right now, with things and the landscape of the NBA being what it is, the Knicks are not looking to make any other moves. This is the team that they plan on going to war with, and they had good success last year. They had far more success than they've had in a very long time. But it's not exactly like they've taken a huge step forward. They think that the step forward is going to be from them playing together more often and adding another piece in, in DiVincenzo and hopefully having now Josh Hart for the full season, that that's going to pay some dividends. But you, you could not have gotten a more definitive answer on whether or not the success would lead to a bigger push to close the gap between them and the top two, three teams in the East or whether or not they're just going to lay in wait and wait for the right deal to come along. It's clearly the second one. It's not the first one. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to uh, Ryan is in Westchester. Ryan, next up on the Dan Grasso Show. Hey, um, Dan Grasso Show, what's going on? What's going on, Ryan? Hi. Um, you know, there's um, four questions I have to ask you, I want, and I need your <laughs> okay. answer. Okay. All right, so, give it to me. Okay, so I'm a huge Mets fan, uh-huh. and it's very frustrating for me because yeah, I, I've been like I watch these. I and don't get me wrong. I know like uh, uh, what's his that the coach's name? Buck Showalter. Yeah, him. All right. Um, like I don't. Is that one like, of the questions? Did I get that one right? Do I have a, a yes and yeah. Bing! I got oh, yeah. one. All right. One for one. <laughs> this is like Stump so, Rothenberg. Oh, yeah. All right, um, go ahead. What else you got? So, so, like, I don't get it. Like, he put, he keeps putting, like, the same pictures in every, for the game. And and I don't understand, like, why can't he put in different pictures? Like, to me, like, if they didn't get rid of Jacob deGrom, we would have mm-hmm. been fine. Like, he, he was fine. And then. He's out for uh, the season. Right. No, I knew that. But I'm saying, what I'm saying is, they, like, that's another thing I was so tipped, ticked off. Are these any of these four questions you have lined up for me, Ryan? Yeah. All right. So, so, like, my question is, like, how come they're doing, like, so poorly now? Mm. Like, All right. Like well, I'm, I mean, that is, yeah, th- uh, thanks for the phone call. I mean, that is the $64,000 question. Why are they doing so poorly there? I mean, I think that they've had, um, I think last year, everything went right. 
and it does feel like with the Mets now maybe this is some some it's a little too early to say that after just winning a series at home maybe it's 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 possible that they might be turning things around to me the Mets are a team that comes across as very mentally soft that when things go wrong they melt down uh, and you saw that last year when everything, when they had a 10 and a half game lead atop the division, they're cruising, no pressure. What pressure can you have on you then? You're cruising to a division title. But then as we went down the season, right, there was pressure. That series uh, against the Braves at the end of the year, a lot of pressure there, and that did not go well. And then after all the spending this offseason, the questions were, boom, are we going to be able to get to a World Series? Is this Mets team going to win a World Series? Lots of pressure when you're spending that much money and the team has not really responded to the pressure. So we shall see. Um, but why they're playing, I think it comes also down to the starting pitching, like all the, everybody else has brought up. And even when you went into the year and they were playing far better than they did in the month of June, it never really felt like a complete team. Despite the amount of money that the Mets had spent, it never really felt like you had a team that, wow, you're just stacked at this and you're stacked with that. It was just, it almost like you were looking around, you're like, this, that, this is all I got for almost half a billion dollars. This is all I got. So it's a very layered question, and I hope I gave a layered answer to Ryan. 1 800 919 ESPN is the telephone number, 1 800 919 3776. Coming up, more on the Knicks, more your phone calls as we take you up until 10 o'clock tonight. It's Gordon Damer in for Dan, only here on 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, another popular thing that has kind of popped up now, and I, I, maybe it was already a thing anyway, but the fact that the Knicks added uh, Dante DiVincenzo, another Villanova player. Knicks now have three guys from Villanova. They were all part of that same team, and their coach was Jay Wright. What are the chances that if something, if this year doesn't go according to plan, Nick fans are already ready to take uh, Tibbs out to, to pasture. Maybe they could get Jay Wright to coach the Knicks. After all, all his players are already there. I don't know. I don't see that. I, I get the Knicks have three guys from Villanova and Jay Wright coached at Villanova and Jay Wright is currently uh, not, not coaching right now. I get that. 
But if Jay Wright decides to coach again and decides to to coach in the NBA, he's going to make the jump to to the NBA. I, I don't think it's going to be based on the players that he knows. I think it's going to be based on the situation. So if the Knicks were to fire Tom Thibodeau this season, it would really have to be a bad situation. Like if they're flo- floating around the the play-in, they're not firing Tom Thibodeau after he went to the playoffs two hours. They'd have to really fall apart. So it would not be a good situation. Now, any job that's open is probably not a great situation, but I think Jay Wright is, I don't know that he would be making the decision based on, hey, I know that guy. I know these three guys. I know these guys. I'm going to come in and help them out. And he would be very, if he ever, I remember at one point when he left Villanova, the, the story was he didn't want to coach again. He didn't want to coach in the NBA that he had made up his mind. If he changed his mind and did want to coach in the NBA, I don't know. I get the feeling that Jay Wright would have more than enough offers and probably better offers than the Knicks. Is Jay Wright a CAA guy? Do we know that? I should check that. I should have, I should have done some research before the show. Darn it. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go back to the phones. Billy is in uh, Brooklyn. Billy, next up on the, the Dan Grasso Show. Hey, Gordon. How are you? I'm good, Billy. What's going on? Um, I think I just called in because I think Knicks fans are delusional. They have two oh, top that, that's 10 not players in their debate. Pos- no, they're absolutely they delusional. They have two top 10 players in their position under cheap contracts. When you're looking at all these $260 million contracts handed out, Jalen Brunson's been a godsend. Julius Randle, where are you getting 24 and 10 for less than $40 million a year? Look at the contracts Sabonis just signed. They have quickly, they have R.J. Barrett, and they also have Evan Fournier's contract. Now, I think a lot of fans want to make a move simply because of making a move, but I think the Knicks brass is actually smarter than most people let on because R.J. Barrett's making 23 and Evan Fournier's making 17. And a lot of teams... You know, why are we going to trade? The whole thing is a youth movement. Dante DiVincenzo's 26, Brunson's 26, Randall's only 28, so he's probably got another three years of prime. And you're going to make a trade to say you made a trade for Paul George or Damian Lillard, who are on the opposite side of 30, when you have Joel Embiid sitting down in Philadelphia, who's making $40 million. And you could trade Barrett and probably quickly, but they had to trade Toppin because they weren't going to pay him. They had to stay above, below the luxury tax threshold. With the new CBA, you can't trade as many first-round picks if you're above that hard cap. So I think they know what they're doing, but they're not going to make a move simply to make a move. I, I applaud them. Yeah, look, Billy, and it's the opposite, and thanks for the phone call. You laid it out well. It's the opposite of what a lot of past regimes have done. When they get here, they feel the need. They put, like, some imaginary deadline. I got to make a splash. I got to make this big move. They go and make the big move just because that's what's available at the time, and it turns out to be the wrong move. We've seen that a thousand times, be it with, with Isaiah when he was running the show or Phil Jackson when he was running the show. So, no, they have taken the right approach, but that doesn't, say, that doesn't mean that they've gotten everything right. And it's clear, no matter what type of player Obi Toppin turns out to be now that he's a member of the Pacers, that pick never made sense. It didn't make sense at the time. Now that it's done and he's, he's not here anymore, it clearly didn't make sense. Now, I, I can't get into all the, the, the salary cap ramifications, but if you knew you weren't going to sign Obi, you didn't have to wait until th- – there's no way you could have gotten less back for the guy. So maybe they've been shopping him for a while and this was all they were going to get back and they just decided, you know what, we're not going to get a first-round pick at any point. 
So let's just move him now. But two second round picks for a guy that was taken eighth overall. It's just bad. It's bad uh, use of your resources. Uh, and it's not really debatable. So that pick was was a mistake at the time. That doesn't mean that because they got that wrong that they deserve blame for everything. No, they've done some good things. And based on what the, the previous history of the organization, they've been amazing. But that's not, that, that's not always the way that you judge things. And no, you're right. Nick fans are completely delusional. That's, why we, that's, that's the, the, the lovable characteristic about Nick fans. They're, they're out of their minds. Uh, let's go out to uh, Nick is in New York. Nick, next up on the day. Hey, how you doing, Gordon? How are hey, you? What's I going on? I want to tell you something. Uh-huh. I'll tell you who's going to come by the end of the year. By the how end of the year? Mean? By the end of this season, you mean, or the end of the calendar no, year? No, the summer, summer. Summer. Next so summer. This time said, next year. Maybe, All right. Give it to oh, me. Maybe February. All right, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Kyrie Irving signed a three-year contract. Yeah. Guess what? Luca's coming to New York. I'll let you go. Well, Nick, from your lips to God's ear, that would be phenomenal. I would love that. I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen. I would like to. I would think that. I don't know what the odds. Probably it's unknowable, right? But if you were the big man in the sky and you had the odds on every single thing, every single possibility at your fingertips, the metaverse and all the different sliding doors. You would have to think the Mavericks re-signing Kyrie to a three-year deal, it's got to tick up the odds a little bit of Luka leaving. It, I don't think the, the odds ticked down, that's for sure. Now, I don't know how much they ticked up. Maybe, maybe it's like the, when you step on the scale and the, that arm goes ringing. I don't know, maybe. Three years with Kyrie is a long three, man. That's a long three years. That's longer than an average three. Sometimes things in life... Go by very quickly. When your kids are small, those three years, it doesn't feel like, but they go by so fast. You think, wow, where did time go? That's never a feeling when you have Kyrie. When, when you have Kyrie, you're never thinking to yourself, man, those years flew by. It's usually the opposite. Like, oh, my God, we're only, it's only one year? Oh. Yeah, that, I would think that there's a better chance that, that, that Luca leaves then stays now that uh Kyrie is locked up baby locked three-year deal that was such a strange move at the time it didn't work and then when 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 you make a move and it doesn't work best thing you can do double down on it yep lock yeah lock it in we get him for three years now (laughs) but um if Luca were to become available that would be would be sensational and you got Brunson and you know that those two can, can play well together, so uh, you'd have that. You know, the Embiid name keeps popping up. I, I really think that that's a very unlikely one to, to uh, land with the Knicks. I know that there was a report not that long ago that the Knicks are, are monitoring that situation. I always laugh at the – I would like to think that they're monitoring every situation. It, it, like maybe not in other sports, but in their own sport. Just, yeah. This guy became available. What? I didn't realize. No, they're, they're, they're keeping their eye on everything. They're probably talking to everybody uh, that's at the same time. The, the Embiid one, though, if you're the Sixers and Embiid says, you know what, I want out of here. Are you turning around, even if that does happen, and, and trading him to the Knicks? I don't know that that's necessarily the way that I would see that going. And Embiid, a big guy, he's always had problems with the, his feet. He's had a lot of injuries. Big money. Uh, I'm not saying it's a hard no, 
if he became available, you have to really think about it. And him and Brunson together, that would be uh, pretty pretty interesting. But I don't I don't know that you should be uh, you should be expecting it just yet either. Let's go out to uh, Chris's in Staten Island. Chris, next up on the Dan Grosser Show. Hey, what's up? What's up, Gordon? Hey, Chris. How's it going, man? How are you? All right. Um, so I heard you talking about, you know, obviously the OB topping deal. I'm a big uh, Knicks fan. So I'm not sure if you uh, heard about it or read about it, but there was like a story that came out of um, – there was like an audio tape. Yeah, the was, audio about an uh, argument between him and Tibbs. Yeah. Yeah, after the game four loss uh, to Miami. So, I mean, I was just curious, you know – if maybe that had something to do with them, you know, obviously dealing him, and then maybe that lowered his, um, you know, his value, you know, if that was, uh, you know, if that story was true, obviously. I mean, I don't know if it was confirmed, but, I mean, it did sound like him. I listened to it, but um, yeah, I just I, wanted your thoughts on that. And then um, I, I, I had another point. but I'll, Yeah, I'll go ahead. Give, it, give me the other one as well. Uh, no, so then I, I, you know, also as far as, like, Thibodeau himself, uh, I mean, I think, you know, with some players, you could see that he definitely, the players have benefited from his coaching, like quickly is a solid player. Uh, you know, I think he should have won six man of the year uh, this past season. Uh, you know, McBride, when he's given the minutes, he, he's shown that he's, uh, you know, a solid defensive backup. Um, so I don't blame it all on Thibodeau as far as like Obi's you know, you know, production. I just think, um, you know, Randall plays over forty plus minutes a game. He plays the same position, uh, so he just, you know, there wasn't, you know, the spot for him. There wasn't enough uh, minutes for him. So I really don't necessarily blame Thibodeau, uh, you know, for that. I know a lot of Knicks fans kind of blame him for the, like not playing the young guys or whatever. But I mean, we've seen that quickly is developed into one of the best. Six men, you know, in the NBA, he's probably going to get uh, a, an insane contract when he's due for yep. it. Um, you know, so that those are my two points, and All I right. just want to know what you thought about it. Yeah, well, look, I mean, you could also bring up Grimes as well. He played Grimes a lot this year, so the yeah, the the rap that gets uh, Tibbs that he doesn't play the young guys, he he's he's changed that now. He kind of had to change that because the 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 situation the Knicks were in at the time. They, they needed to come up with some, what, what they were doing was not working. So playing the younger guys more was uh, really the only, it was like, uh, what is it? Invention is the, what is it? The invention is the mother of necessity or something like that. It, they needed to do something different. And that was their only real move forward. So, and it worked. So at the end of the day for Tibbs, it's all about the results. And it worked at the time. As for Obi and the tape thing, Again, it's not been confirmed. Would it surprise me if he flipped out? No. But I'd also be kind of surprised if Tibbs got yelled at by a player and then said, you know what? I can't do it. This guy, you got to get him out. He yelled at me. How dare he yell at me? I would think that in those situations, yelling is, is uh, maybe, that's, maybe that's a character flaw on my part. But yelling is not that surprising to me. And it's not a deal breaker. So if, if the Knicks thought that moving forward with Obi, uh, I think it was really about the on-court production and the on-court abilities and the fit of the player with the coach. It just didn't fit. It never fit. And that's why it was a mistake to uh, make that pick at the time. But I don't think that the shouting match, if it's true, and boy, talk about where did they have that microphone? On the moon? 
I mean, you couldn't hear anything without subtitles. I know I'm deaf, but without subtitles, I wouldn't have been able to tell you what was being said. And in terms of the authenticity, do I know that it was Obi? That could have been my wife yelling on that tape. I wouldn't have been able to decipher whether or not it was who it was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it did not seem like it was clear cut. Oh, that's definitely Obi. It could have been anybody. It could have been the people on the submarine. I, I couldn't hear one thing that anybody was saying. And, and, and people are like typing out the, the, uh, the subtitles. I'm like, really? It's like those audio clips where one person hears one thing. If you're young, you hear one thing. And if you're old, you hear something else. I'm old, so I, I didn't hear. I, I just heard. It was like, it could have been anything. could have been animals talking. could have been muskrat love for all I know. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on, my friend? First of all, you're old. I'm old. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm not young. So if you're not young, you're old, yeah. No, I'm 25, 26 years older than you. Uh, Well, you're really old. You're really old. I I could be a father. (laughs) That would be some combination. Now, when we you're Kyrie. I just came back from a barbecue. My wife I called Gordon. I'm sorry. The Knicks talk today. I want to talk about Kyrie Irving. When you and I first started about Kyrie Irving, the subject matter was a wire in his knee. Yep, I yeah, mean, sure. It must be rusted by now, I keep thinking. So here's the way I see it. There's one guy left in Atlanta from that Villanova second-win team, Sadiq Bay. You know who he is. He used yep. to be with Detroit. He's third year. He's not signed. He's on his rookie contract. So uh, how about Randall? <laughs> I'd do anything to get rid of Randall. I'll tell you, he's, he's a piece of work. But we wouldn't have gotten to the playoffs the last two or the last three years without Randall. So you have to give him some props. But look, Leon did well. Uh, first draft was a bad one. The next two were fine. Two out of three years in the playoffs. And and when I call you and Larry at from 10 to 12, Larry had this uh, this thing about hearing Tom Thibodeau yelling, Obi, 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 cover your man. He just couldn't play defense. The safe no. pick was Halliburton. Uh, he went dropped to 12 for some unknown reason. Sacramento gets Halliburton. They have De'Aaron the, the, uh, the, uh, the Fox, so there's no need for Halliburton. He winds up being traded to, for some bonus. Go figure this out, Gordon. Never have I heard a trade. Two guys are traded for each other. They both have max contracts, and they're both all-stars. I, I can't think of any sport where that ever happened. Do you? Yeah, no, um, it's uh, it's a good one. Thanks for the phone call, Spike. Yeah, uh, and look, Leon Rose, you're right. He had that the the first the 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 OB draft. That's a bad one. Uh, that's a bad miss. There's there's no question about it. But the other two drafts, R.J. Barrett at three. I'm not going to say it's a it's a it's a home run, but it's it's a solid pick. It's not you're not trading them for for pennies on the dollar. It's not a, a busted pick. It's not a Kevin Knox. It's not a Frank Nealakina. So that will go in the win column. And then uh, the following year, they, they, I can't remember which players they ended up dealing for which, but they uh, eventually get Emmanuel quickly back in the deal. So you'll certainly take that. And it's funny, Joe Douglas has had one good draft in three years, and everybody's tre- treating him like he's the, the conquering hero. Leon Rose has had two good drafts in three years, so two out of three is better than one out of three. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, more of your phone calls. As we take you up until 10, it's Gordon in for Dan on 98.7 FM ESPN, New York. Could have been muskrat love for all I know. You can-